Welcome to the Pool Nation podcast, where it's all pool talk. And we ain't talking about netting and jetting or splashing and dashing. We're talking about becoming a nation of pool pros. We talk about the latest products, trends, and training in the pool industry. Now let's welcome your host with over a decade of industry insider experience and still the reigning champion of Marco Polo, Edgar De Jesus, and his co-host, John J.J. Flawless, the fastest netter in the West, and Zach the Pool Boy Nicholas. Welcome, everyone, to the Pool Nation Live podcast with myself, your host, Edgar DeJesus. And yes, I am the reigning champion of Marco Polo, along with John J.J. Flawless, the fastest netter in the West, and the famous Zach, the pool boy, Nicholas. This week, we talked to Luke and David, and they are the host of the Splash podcast all the way from Australia, also known as the Land Down Under. We will talk about our industries and get some great insights into the pool industry from around the world. I want to welcome everyone to our live podcast, the podcast where it's all pool talk, and we ain't talking about netting and jetting or splashing and dashing. We're talking about becoming a nation of pool pros. And yes, we will talk about the latest products, trends, and training in the pool industry. But before we get started today, I want to thank our sponsors for this podcast, the Ultimate Pool Tools, the SPPA, and PoolInvoice.com. We want to thank them for their continued support. Zach, good evening. Good evening, everybody. Um, Good evening, Luke and David, or... Or good morning, or good afternoon, or whatever good good g'day. thing is going g'day. on over there. G'day, good day, good day. I love it. I gotta say though, did you guys hear? I think Edgar was really feeling the pressure on that intro there. He he was like, he was I like was totally to feeling the pressure. <laughs> he like jumped the gun, false start, like right in the middle of the intro. Welcome everybody. No, I, I was totally yeah. gonna say something and jump in and say something, Zach, because he kind of like he rolled with it, and I didn't know if he was doing that on purpose and try to be all try to put on a show and be all fancy for the boys out from Australia. And I'm like, what the hell's he doing? It was liquid. It was beautiful. That was liquid silk. I was impressed. I liked it. I appreciated it. I'm going to show you guys here the pressure that I'm under in a couple minutes. You guys just wait and see. John, good evening. How you doing? Good evening. I'm thrown for a loop here. I have no idea which way's up. I don't know what the hell's going on. You know, we do shit structured, right? And every Friday, we're always in the morning, in the morning, in the morning, in the morning. Today, it just felt like it just felt wrong because I was like, I don't know. It was just weird. And then here I am doing the podcast at five o'clock. And to be honest, full disclosure, I completely forgot about the podcast until like 4.15 when I was at a customer's house. And I'm like, I got to go. So um, is that why you haven't done your hair, John? Or? Well, yeah, that, that's exactly <laughs> why. I usually braid it, but I didn't have time. But what I did do, because see, again, I was just utterly unprepared. Because you guys look spectacular. So for those of you that aren't that are just listening and aren't watching the video, if you can see these two, they look classy right now, and they are putting us to shame. So luckily, I had like five minutes before we jumped on and got live to where I was able to get a little bit of a get my tie going on, so that I can feel somewhat included with the guys from down under. So in all seriousness, I'm so excited to have this podcast with you guys because I had a hell of a time with you when we did the live and I'll be 100% truthful. I did not study. So if you are going to throw in these, uh, banger in a sanger sayings to me, I meant to ask, how did you go with mama? Did she make you a banger on a sanger? You went very well. And 
to be honest. It's just not what we define as a banger and a sanger. He got something completely different. It, you know, it's a saying, and it's like code word. You know, when you have kids, I have four four kids at home. They're a little older wow. now, but some, you know, the younger ones are still a little young. You know, the older ones give you that kind of look when they know what you're talking about when you make a comment to your wife, you know. But banger and a sanger, when, when we said it and when I yelled it, they all looked at me like I was like I was from another planet. So I think that one's going to work for a little while. John, I just want to say thank you to you for taking the effort to, because again, the listeners who are listening won't realize that tie that you've got on. It's classy. And it also matches the color of the state in Australia where Luke and I broadcast from in Queensland, the Maroons. So I just want to say thank you for, for the respect. And look, that's the reason I've dressed up like I have today. I've got my gold jacket on. I've got a tie Look, I, I trimmed my hair and my beard last night just, just for you boys out of intimidation. But you also need to know that what you're looking at here is equivalent to Billy Ray Cyrus' haircut. It's business up top, but we've got... Sorry for the listeners who can't see this, but you're going to miss out on the show here. But it's, <laughs> it's party at the bottom. Oh, I love it. Business up top, party Look at the bottom. Those who, can't, <laughs> those who can't see it, let me describe for you is they are my yellow shorts with little prawns. You call them shrimps wrongly. They're called prawns on them. So they're little prawn graphics. So they're my prawnographic shorts today that I've worn for you. <laughs> I, hope, I, I hope I've bought the respect that you deserve. Well, I want to say this was, don't think this was unintentional. I knew exactly about Queensland and the color. I did a little <laughs> bit of research. So. Queenslander. Amen, yeah. brother. So, Luke, you know, good evening, because, you know, they everybody's kind of jumped in, and poor, poor Luke is like, what's going on over here? I'm fine. I'm used to getting jumped in on. You should see ours. We have to, we have to modify, our, modify our podcast because it's just dribble back and forth. So I, uh, I'm well accustomed to the dribble. I, uh, no, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. You know, we started lighting this up, what, about a month ago, I guess, Edgar, in, in preparation for this, and we've had a couple of chats, and went straight live to Instagram and what a hoot that was the other day. Hey, that was a blast. I really like those Instagram lives. They're very casual. They're very fun. It was awesome. So we love connecting with you guys, John, Zach, I'm going to show you now why I was trying to step up my game and I kind of had that jitter, you know, it's kind of like you're going to play the sports game and you're in the world series and you kind of have the jitters for like the first inning or the first quarter kind of thing. But these guys with their podcast, we pre-record everything. So we get Kate that pre-records our audio so that we sound professional and all that. These guys do this off the fly. They're just like, they pick up the mic and they go. John, you haven't heard it, but I'm going to play something so that you could see why I had the jitters and why you're going to be like, okay, Edgar, now I get it. So t take a listen to this. Watch this. On today's podcast, we have a look at the upcoming events calendar for 2022. We can't wait to get together again as an industry. We look at the brand new magazine that you should have out now. And we talk to Sophie DiPrio at Allclaw about Australian Made. There's so much we've got to have a look at today. Stick with us. Ready, set, splash. Pentair Smart Pools are here. Creating smart solutions means taking a holistic approach. As new technologies emerge, people compare the experience of buying from you to your competitors and the experience they receive. At Pentair, there's a strong emphasis on putting customers first. In a world where new technologies pop up all the time, the companies that put customers first are in a position to win. We win, but only the right way. 
visit pentairpool.com.au today. Dude, How can I compete against dude, that? Hard. How look, can I, I look, get, look, no right? bullshit. Like, when I was listening to the first part, it felt like <laughs> like you're almost like somebody was hypnotizing you or somebody who's like putting you to sleep and it just you got that music playing in the back and the soothing voice. That was impressive. Very, very impressive. And and to do it off the cuff like that is even more impressive. Wow. Thank you for that sound bite there, John. Splash podcasts put people to sleep. <laughs> no, no, it's even worse than that. It's David puts people to sleep on. I mean, we could do one here, you know. Welcome to Pool Nation Podcast with John, with Zach, and with Edco. All the latest and greatest, the happenings around the industry for pools. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. We'll be back right after a word from our sponsor. I hope you're recording that. You're, I mean, you got to record that clip right there, and we're going to use it. Man. So, Zach and John, can you see why I was a little nervous and I kind of oh, jumped the sure. gun and I was kind of, sure. I have the right to kind of, and then with the accent, right? I think today you should do the sponsors. I'm just going to email you the sponsors right now, and you just read the sponsorship things because I ain't doing it, Zach. Easy. <laughs> easy as. Too easy. No worries. Big shout out here over here. So we have our Facebook Live, Janie, Jeanette. Uh, Jeanette is saying over here, that's fantastic. Standing in a department store laughing, and the people are giving me the side eye as they're watching David showing his shorts. <laughs> onto the screen Janie is over here going nice like the shorts so big shout out to you guys out there Jeanette Janie thanks for for joining our our Facebook live Janie just walked in right now and said are we gonna have a banger and a singer a banger on a singer did you hear <laughs> she's right there watch say hi. hi hey g'day there you are <laughs> she says it. Are you sure, John? Are you sure you're not married to an Aussie chick? Did you take right, one of our greatest right, and right. take it at the states? <laughs> hey, Maybe. you Americans taking all our girls. So big shout out to you guys. But anyways, guys. So here's one of the things that I did. I did a little bit of research because obviously I was trying to kind of imitate the whole Australian accent. I'm terrible at it. I can't remember how to do it. I think the only thing that I can say is like mate. And I'm not even sure that you guys would accept that. You guys would be like, you know what? Just, just stop. So here's what I did. I did a little bit of research. And John and Zach, here's what I want you to do is I went out, did some research, picked out some of the words that they kind of use as kind of like slang. So like for us would be dope. On one side, it's a drug, but dope can also mean, hey, it's pretty cool. So we are, I'm going to throw out a couple out here and guys, you will have to do the commentary on this and I'm going to have Zach and John try to figure out what these things are. I'm going to start with the first one and guys. Please, if I botch these up, correct me. So is the first one, is it sicky? Is that how you yeah, suck a sicky? You got to chuck, chuck a sicky. A sicky gets chucked. You got to chuck out. You can't, you yeah. can throw a sicky, I suppose, but we would say chuck a sicky. Chuck a sicky. Chuck a sicky, mate. John, Zach, let's take a, a stab. Chuck a sicky. I think John's still thinking about having a banger on a sanger. So he'll be with us in a moment. Listen, I, I here you go. You could chuck a sicky and go for a banger I, on a sanger. I've heard this before, actually, so I think I got this. Go, Joe. What is it? It's to, like, play hooky or take, like, a day off. Yeah. Close nice. enough. I never would have got uh, that. Call in sick, call call in sick like a to work. Sicky? Colin sick? Play hooky? Everything seems to be play hooky with guys. you, John. It looked like he looked that up. Yeah. Like, yeah, he was so, Googling What's the right next there. one? I see that. Well, yeah, he's Googling right now. What's the next one? Arvo? Arvo? Yeah. 
How do you say it? That's, that's, come on, that's, that's self-explanatory, isn't it? Arvo. The yeah. Arvo. 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 No, no, no. Just loosen those sounds a little bit. Get lazy, would you, with your pronunciation. Arvo. <laughs> Arvo. That's Arvo. a bit better, Edgar. See, I can't You're too well pronunciated there, mate. Arvo. So how would you use that in a sentence? Well, right now we're in the morning, but later on we'll be the Arvo. We'll see you in the Arvo. Afternoon. Yeah. That's it. See you in the Arvo, John. The Arvo. Hey. hey, this is a citizenship test. I get to win a banger on a sanger. A banger well, and a sanger. Well, you could pick up a banger on a sanger, the Savo at the servo. Right. While chucking sure. the sickie. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> they told me to, to loosen up and be lazy. So here's the next one. Sweet ass. Sweet ass. No. Why, why did you add ass. Ass. No. Sweet no, ass. No, that's not no, one. No, is that not how you Sweet say it? Sweet ass is not one. <laughs> Sweet, Sweet ass. Sweet ass. Sweet ass. It's like a Z, as, A-Z, A-S, sweet as. Sweet as. Not sweet ass. Listen, we were, we were a penal colony once. We are no longer. Those days are gone. Look, I, I We've missed moved what, on as a nation. I missed a portion of that, and all I caught was sweet ass. So I don't know what the hell you guys are talking about right now. Maybe we can rewind this. Sweet as. As in, it hangs as, loose. Bro. As in, it's all good. It's sweet as. So how sweet would you ass. use that in a sentence? <laughs> it's more of a response. It's, hey, Dave. Hey, Dave. I'm going to come up this afternoon and say good day to you. Yeah, Sweet no worries, mate. Sweet ass. Sweet ass. Maybe we can grab a banger Sweet and a sanger at the servo at the Savo. Sweet ass. Sweet ass. That's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> Dave, David, David, David in yellow slap. shorts. If you, were here in, if you were here in California and you were walking down the beach or something like that and you said that, you'd get slapped. Absolutely. My son calls my shorts my pride shorts. Your pride shorts. Yeah, I don't know what he's getting at. I don't understand. The next one is rack off. Rack off. Rack off. Good one. Rack off. It sounds like a, an alternative version yeah. of something John would yes. say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's still got the CK in it. Yeah. It's still got CK, yeah. just two yeah. different letters. It's a CK word. <laughs> Rack hey, off. Yeah. Rack hey, John, off. you could totally use that from net from now on instead Rack of the f bomb. Yeah, I think Rack I might off. Do that. Yeah, and then we don't have to do as, cl- as much editing. Because I, I look. Let's be honest, Australians, Australians never swear. We do not cuss. Ever. We are we clean mouth Australians. <laughs> never. We don't drink beer. We don't swear. <laughs> and you don't lie. And you don't lie. Obviously, right? So all three of those things, right. you guys are church. <laughs> Honest as the day is long, John. All right, so here's my last one. Faffing around. Dude, Faffing why does everything around. sound like that? Because <laughs> that's how you hear everything. Uh, that's right? what I'm that's getting it, at. It, like, right? this that's... was a list that I Googled, and those are all the ones that came up. Wow. I dig it. Maybe I'm not going to go to Texas. Maybe I'm going to Australia. Yeah. <laughs> I have no so idea. So what's faffing around? I, I can tell you, you know, what I you think no it idea. is, but I can't say it on, on the air. No, it's code. You can use it as code with uh, with Mama oh. around the kids. <laughs> More code. I love it. And, but that's not what it means. It's not. The meaning, boys, is like just you're just mucking it's just around. wasted time. You're stuffing around. Yeah. You're mucking up. Yeah, okay. I don't know what word you'd use. It's like a time waste. We'd, you know, enough faff. Let's get back to work. Stop the faff. Okay. Yeah. So if John goes, yeah, I want a banger and a sanger, Mama would be like, stop faffing around. 
right? Exactly. That's, that's, that's too, that's too far. Sweet ass. You won't be chucking a sickie this hour. <laughs> no, I say sweet Edgar, ass. Edgar, all right. Edgar, yeah. I've got one for you. I, I need, oh, I need, no. I need to train you oh. here a little bit, boys, because I, I feel like you're, you're disrespecting us just a little bit, Luke and I, and our and our fine nation. So you've got to say the name of our country correctly. So I just want to hear you. What country are we from, Edgar? You're you're from. Let me see if I could do. It. You're from. I'm so bad at that. Zach, what country you're are from we from? Stallion. Edgar filed the test. So. Australia, you're from Australia, man. Australia, no, no awful. No, Zach, Zach, <laughs> where are we from? Australia. No, that's pretty good. That's, that's close. No. no, 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 no. no, no, no there no. you go. You got to say okay. it like a local, John. You got to yeah. say it like I'll a local. It. I'll type it in the chat. I'll type it in the chat, and you pronounce it, all right? Well, Australia's a continent. Ah, uh, you're cheating on there, Australia. Australia. There you go, Australia. Australia. No, 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 no. Stop pronouncing your words, Edgar. <laughs> Stop pronouncing. It's just, it's, it's just sounds. It's not even clear syllables. There's no A. There's no L. It's stray. Like a stray Stop dog. No. Think, think stray dog. Australia. Yeah. Stray. Yeah. Uh, that's it. Stray. Yeah. Stray. Now, our nation's capital is called, you, if you want to read our nation's capital, it looks like it's spelt Canberra. But no, 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 no. It's pronounced Canberra. Canberra, Canberra. mate. Canberra. So you just got to oh, drop. I think John's hearing funny things again. Look, Edgar, all I'm hearing is you need to get your shit together. You know what I mean? <laughs> it sounds like it. Look, look. Uh, on, the, on the chat over here, they're bashing on me, kind of going, what are you, Jamaican, Edgar? What's your problem? <laughs> Australia. Funny. Australia. So, Look, Ed, Edgar, that's why I, 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 just, I can't do that because I'm just, I'm just, I'm terrible at this. I got to throw something else out there for you, Edgar. I'm sorry. I know this is your podcast, and I'm, I'm just, I'm taking over a, a moment right now. I'm, get, so I'm just, getting picked on, John. You know, this is this is like alpha male <laughs> podcast moment yes. right now. I'm just sort of taking over. I got to ask you, boys. I'm, I was really intimidated at the start of this show as you read that intro. It was, it was smooth. Don't listen to the BS you're copying from your mates. There, you, you did awesome. Thank you. Now. One of the things you've got are these extended names for yourself, these describer names. Yes. Could I ask maybe just to have a think and your, your, your listeners to help Luke and I come up with our names? You know, we've got the fastest netter and the, the – I can't remember them right now off the top of my head, what you've got. We need little nicknames, Luke and I, for ourselves. I we want to be like you. Luke Mustache. <laughs> mustache, you a question. Really. Luke Mustache. Mustache, you a question. <laughs> Mustache you. I must ask you a question, Luke. <laughs> I just love your oh, names, Lord. boys. We're gonna have to it's come classy. up with some names for them, guys. Luke, we are. Uh, have you have you guys have you guys heard of a famous actor come something on from Australia called Dame Edna? Dame Edna. Does that name ring any bells to you guys? Dame. No, Edna. fair enough. No, probably it's leave right. that one. Yeah, leave joke's lost. That's fine. <laughs> Next. Sorry. <laughs> wow. I love this. Uh, killer. All right, guys. I want the record to reflect that during that whole time that we were talking about the sweet ass and the faffing around and all that kind of stuff, Zach has been very, very quiet in the background and has not said a word. So I'm watching you, Zach. All right, guys. Let's get this party started. And before we get started today... 
what I want our listeners to know is a little bit about each one of you and you know how you got started in the pool industry and kind of what are your current roles in the industry. So, David, I'm going to go with you first. Cool. Uh, Edgar, believe it or not, I started life out as a primary school teacher. So that's where I uh, started my career at, finished high school, went to, well, we call it university, equivalent of, of your college um, process, four years, did teaching and went, you know what, those that can't teach, I want to go and do, and uh, decided I needed to go get some real commercial world experience. Um, I love our teachers. You do a great job. Thank you to our teachers. Uh, wasn't a fit for me. And wanted to get some real commercial world experience, and after some time, found myself by accident really sitting in an airport lounge one day, having a coffee with a couple of guys who worked in the industry from chemistry perspective. And I landed a job with that company and that chemistry side of things got me started in this industry. I worked with them for a number of years. I then got into a training organization to try and professionalize our industry a little bit with some recognition and some courses that were available at the time. We call them Cert 3s and Cert 4s over here, essentially trade level qualifications, uh, if you like. And then ended up with the association here. So the Swimming Pool and Spa Association, which is our industry peak body in Australia and New Zealand. Uh, not to forget our Kiwi friends across the ditch, uh, our cousins over there, who we've got a great relationship with. And that association has given me the opportunity to do lots of things. And I suppose if there's three words, and Luke will speak to this later himself, because he really sits in, in an important role there within the association, it's to promote, protect and grow. What I get to do, and I mean get to do, I wake up in the morning, I really mean this, I don't have to go to work, I get to go to work, I get to speak with people like you, I get to work with our industry suppliers, and I get to do two of those three things, and that's find ways to promote our industry um, and to grow our industry, and I absolutely uh, take that as a huge privilege to be a part of the Peak Association in the best industry that there is, bringing health outcomes and wellness and fun and memories and families and benefit to families for generations. And I love it. So that's, that's me, Edgar. That's great. What about you, Luke? Well, as you boys can see, this is why I can't get a word in on our podcast is he just keeps talking. So he just keeps going and going. We have one of those. Well, He's called John. Say that, Luke. Just let me say another thing. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a pool boy from way back. So ever since I finished school, I started cleaning pools and packing salt, I called it, because, well, JJ, I reckon you and I could have a rival for heaviest bloke on the podcast here. I think I'd win. Uh, I always win that competition. So uh, <laughs> um, straight out of school, packing salt, moving stuff around. Uh, opened up a pool shop when I was younger as well. So I had my own uh, pool maintenance business. Then I went to work for one of the big global manufacturers of equipment. Then a, a fiberglass pool manufacturer, which is super fun. And now I'm here working with Sparzo, which is the association like the PHTA. And we have different brands like Splash, which is the podcast that we do. It has a bunch of different channels. So we get to do a heck of a lot of stuff. And it's, it's really awesome because I think the passion, even amongst the five of us on this podcast, kind of oozes out. Like we're all, we all take pride in what we do. Here's a, a colloquial term for you. They take the piss out of us in movies. As pool boys, I've come to clean the pool. And you're like, no, no, we're pretty, it's a pretty friggin' awesome gig, man. There's a lot more to it than what people see. So I take great pride in our industry and in getting to do what they do and helping everyone succeed and, and continually lift that bar from a professional sense, much like your intro. I love your intro. Uh, I know we've been poking fun at it, but like, it's so right. Like, you know, let's take pride in what we do. And that's what I want everyone to see. 
Well, I was just going to ask, you kind of touched on Spaza, and maybe you can kind of elaborate on that more. And like, how did you get involved with that? And what all does it entail? Spaza is much like your PHTA, I would suggest, the Bullet Hot Tub Association uh, in here, over here. It's much the same, just a swimming pool and spa association, just another term difference there. So how did I get involved? Um, there was an opportunity that came up, I don't know, about four years ago, I guess, to work within the association. Like Dave alluded to earlier, there's three primary mandates, which is to protect the industry, promote it, and to grow it. Some might say promotion and grow are similar, but they're starkly different. So drilling down into the business model of that, if that's where you're going, Zach, there's, there's kind of four things. And I touched on some of them uh, in my little uh, ad lib bit there, but the professionalism, I mean... I'm sure you guys face it and Edgar, I'm sure we'll get stuck into this a bit more in depth, but I call them polies, yeah? These people who just put a pool pole on the back of their crappy ass ute and drive around and just scooping pools and they have no friggin' idea what they're doing. Like they just don't. You know, it takes a hell of a lot of knowledge and a lot of detail to maintain a pool properly or to build a pool properly or to spec the right equipment for heaven's sake, the hydraulic side of it, you know? So I got sick of the polies driving around. So we want to train people so we want our industry to become more professional so that we can have that different level of respect that we deserve for the roles that we play in people's lives listening to what you're saying and you're just saying it in like an australian wonderful australian accent it is literally word for word what we're doing too and it's a beautiful thing to see that you know there's more of us out there people out there that are trying to elevate the game in our industry because that was what got me into this and why I wanted to do it. I'm a part of this, and we believe in a rising tide raises all ships. And if we can raise the bar, then we can be just a little bit better and better and better and better. And that's our goal. And I'm listening to exactly what you're doing. And I know we're kidding and having fun and doing that kind of stuff. But hearing what you're doing is just, it's literally you guys, or we are a version of you out here, you know, and it's pretty neat. So going into our next question, uh, and I know you already said it, but I want to I want you to say it clearly and kind of where people can can find you. The name of your podcast, where they can download. Do they have to have a VPN and say they're in Australia in order to listen to you? And then what are the topics you guys talk about that, that our listeners, if they want to listen to the what the number eight podcast in the world or something? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Top top. We're within the top ten, JJ. Yes, There's no need yes. to disclose the right, exact okay, position. Okay. Top top ten. Unless top it was 10, number which one. Would be pretty badass, uh, actually. Very and, impressive. And, and, <clears throat> and like all media soundbites, let's put an asterisk after that of going. Right. For our industry, yeah. and then, not, not overall. We're the number one, and there's a little asterisk by my yeah. wife. Joe my Rogan, wife says so. You're on yeah, my Joe wife says not down. Yeah. Right. Wife and kids approve, uh, surveyed four children and my wife. And I still came second. <laughs> yes, so. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, uh, thanks so much for asking that, John. We, uh, uh, it's called the Splash Podcast. So you can find it on any of the podcast channels, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Heck, if you want to go old school, you can go to a website address, which is Splash dot buzzsprout.com and you can see our full back catalog we are under the splash brand so splash is its own brand it's a business to business brand that talks that helps industry oems distributors anything like that government talk to the industry so to the trade much like people like us third biggest trade show 
on the planet, biggest in the Southern Hemisphere, boys. I'm inviting you right now. Luke and I are putting out the invite to you, to your listeners. Uh, if you can get here, get here. June 22nd and 23rd on the beautiful Gold Coast, uh, just down the road from where Luke and I uh, broadcast out of in beautiful coastal Queensland, Australia. Just think Florida, only better um, out here. You know, just sunshine. Less, less alligators. And, uh, less alligators. A lot less alligators. <laughs> <laughs> Come on out, look it up, splashexpo.com.au. You've got to throw the .au on there for Australia. But I'm sorry to interrupt you, Luke. It's what I do. We want to invite you out. Come on out, boys. We'll broadcast together out here. We're throwing it down at you. That would be awesome. And you know what, guys? I'm going to put it on here too. I'm going to reach out to the big three and see who wants to sponsor our trip out there. So so there it is on 100%. online. So Let's go. Let's go. So how big is the pool industry out in Australia well, look, let me start and then you can add. I'll just go really basic and broad, Luke, and you've got more of the data and knowledge on, on that than, than I do. I'm not just a pretty face. I'm not even a pretty face. Um, the, it's a culture here. Swimming, water is a culture. We are born uh, and raised around water. Something like 90% of uh, our population lives coastally. One in five households has a swimming pool. 93, 94, might even be higher than that, Luke. The percent of Australians can swim. So our industry is big. Now, we're one-tenth the size when it comes to pools of, uh, of the USA, but from a population perspective and an engagement and an industry, even from an innovation point, we might get to that later with, you know, around your chlorine shortages and why we don't suffer the same thing here and around some other innovations that have come out of, out of this neck of the woods. We punch above our weight. So culturally speaking, swimming pools play a huge role in the life of Australians uh, and New Zealanders too. Luke, you might want to come off mute, man. Q, Q Luke. Oh, oh there you I'm go. We're not the only ones. <laughs> yes, got me. Yes. Hey, hey, there you go. Welcome. Welcome to the podcast, Luke. Um, it, look, Dave's back on it. And he said it so well. From the time we're born, uh, even to the time we go through a diet, I mean, we learn to swim. And then even as we age and our bodies break down, hydrotherapy is a great form of kind of rehabilitation for the for the aching joints for the bones and all that kind of stuff i mean we haven't even touched on spas like you relax in a spa and then go swim in the pool it's cultural we are a young country like you guys know that we know that but our culture is around water beach sun sand surf pools spas that's what we do so they've said at one point one in every five households in australia which is a lot and jj we poked fun before of going most pools per capita and that's much the same for here. Like if I was to take you guys for a walk on the block that I live from a bird's eye view, there are nine houses kind of within the block and eight of us have swimming pools. So, you know, where, where I live in particular has a lot more pools than usual as well. It's just how we live. With your guys' pools, is it mostly in-ground, above-ground? Are they gunite? Are they fiberglass? What's that kind of look like over there? Traditionally, the backyard pool has been, traditionally, we're going back 70s, 80s, 90s, has been, I'm not sure how you guys measure pools. We sort of talk in litres, 50,000 litres. So what's that, about 12,500 gallon pools, um, litre pool, ah, gallon, litre, getting all my, uh, why don't you guys just go metric for God's sake? Unbelievable. We tried that once. It, it didn't work. We set the date. We said it's going to happen on this day and everybody just went, ah, we're too lazy. <laughs> Now the rest of us are confused, just trying to accommodate you Americans who demand to be accommodated everywhere. <laughs> um, 
So that was the traditional um, swimming pool was big. It was concrete, um, you know, reinforced steel, sprayed concrete with tiles or pebble crete or so forth. In the last 25 years, there's been a shift to uh, fiberglass or composite pools, really developed out of the west of our country, which is very sandy in Western Australia. Uh, they have led the world in developing that fiberglass type of pool, dig a hole, drop it in, backfill, away we go. And what we're seeing now is a trend more towards, so that was the traditional type of pool. But if you take a sort of a split over the last three to four years, more and more and more, we're seeing uh, smaller block sizes. So single dwelling units that are going on a block of land, those sizes, those land sizes have dropped from six, seven, eight hundred square meters or a quarter acre to an eighth acre to, you know, something well, well smaller than that. Um, and again, I know you guys measure in square feet. We don't. So forgive me, I'm not talking your language very well. Suffice to say, blocks are getting smaller. Space is becoming more premium and we are seeing more uh, what we're calling plunge pools, prefab pools um, going in, swim spas and um, what, I th you know, that hot tub portable spa type of thing has been growth too. Uh, throw to you, Luke, to add on to that, man. Nothing to add, mate. You summed up nicely. There's been a, a shift away from bigger pools to more pools, which is exactly what we want. We want more people swimming in more pools more often. It's not so much a, everyone has to have a 10 by 4 meter pool in their backyard. It's whatever the heck you can fit, so long as you can get in there and get wet, you know? That's what it's about over here. And like Dave's saying, it's access, it's ability to fit it, it's the speed of which you want it done, it's the level of customized nature that you're not, customability that you need to suit your backyard or front yard or rooftop or whatever the heck you want. It's, yeah, we'll manufacture anything, so long as you can have a pool in your backyard, basically. You know, a number of years ago in this country, it is hot. Um, it, get, it gets hot. In, in Australia and where Luke and I are in Queensland. I've got my air conditioner running right now. We need our air conditioner running for, for most of the year. Uh, otherwise, we're just dripping balls of, of sweat. And even up until 15, 20 years ago, new homes being built weren't necessarily being built with air conditioners. It was still seen as a luxury item. That changed. What we're trying to see happen as an association and accommodating smaller block sizes is to make sure that you know, every Australian has the right and the ability to access. If you're building a home, then you should be building into that. Not just your air conditioning, you should be building in water somewhere, recreational water, be it a swim spa, be it a spa, a hot tub, be it a, a plunge pool or a big traditional 50,000 litre or 12,500 gallon pool. That's what we want to see is that it becomes a no-brainer that every Australian home that's being built would least have the ability to consider putting a pool or a spa in at that time. I think that's a lot of what we're seeing here, at least where I'm at, is exactly the same thing that you were saying, David. You know, obviously the houses are being built on a lot less land, so there's a, small, a lot smaller backyards. But all those pools that are being built are a lot more of the smaller pools than it used to be years ago when everything was just this big, huge, gigantic pool. I do have to say where I'm at, Zach, I don't know in Houston where you're at, but I can't throw a rock without hitting a, a house that's having a pool built i mean they're just they're everywhere yeah no it's going crazy here and it's the same thing i mean lot sizes i'm seeing even if they still have a big lot size they're putting in a smaller body of water they're just putting more of that money into the features finishes and you know kitchens and coverings and things like that which i personally kind of agree with that i i would i don't see the need for such a massive body of water in the backyard but a lot of the older pools that we go to, the backyards are very basic, very simple. There's nothing exciting about it, and it's just a big body of water there. 
So yeah, sorry, I just sorry, JJ. Can I just oh, jump in there, man? Yeah, I, uh, I I know we've gone a bit serious, and I want to stay there. But has David changed his glasses in the last five minutes? Yeah, I, I'm sure there. You know, different. I wanted to say something, and I just. <laughs> You know what I think it is? I, I'm having a hard time because all I can see are the those portraits that he has back there on the wall right there. Of and himself. I think, I think it's the <laughs> – oh, why would you take them off? That, they were glorious. Oh, they were glorious. I, I just want you to know, David, You're that muted. I am going to create – David, create, now I'm going to create a little video clip of that and, and post that on social media. I, I, it, he had red trim glasses in his portrait. I think they were like. No, you're imagining. Oh, I, I, look, these have been the glasses I've had on the whole time. Yeah. I don't oh, know where you think right? all these other glasses could be coming from. No idea. Oh, I just want God. one of those pictures. How do, how do we get one of those? Luke, I can't believe you gave my gag up. I feel betrayed by you, brother. Right. Right. Mate, I thought we were on the same team and you gave my gag up. I was waiting to see how long these boys took to notice that about every three minutes I've changed my glasses. Right. right. Well, and yeah, they're I... radical changes. We've been through green and pink and black and round and square. I'm sorry. No idea. It just dawned on me. Like it wasn't just I didn't know it was a gag. I just got what's this like when I made the date when I made the Dave Ender joke, you had pink ones and I'm like, is this just me? Like, that's my little running gag. I was wondering, boys, how long it would take. I suppose you're uh, the winner then, Luke, but I thought you'd back me up and realize, mate, uh, I thought we'd been together long enough. We were a bit like, you know, a bit like a partnership, a Penn and Teller or, a, I don't know, Torval and Dean. I thought we were that type of thing. Big spoon, little spoon. Jekyll and Hyde. What it was is he did the glass changes when he went, like, all serious into the pool talk and we're all, like, concentrated on the conversation and he's kind of switching what else? Out, it so. looks like he's taking his shorts off right now. It's not that kind of show, David. <laughs> Heaven's sake. Oh, my God. Exactly. Now we're going to now we're a little bit of lounge a little right. bit of lounge time, okay, in our conversation. We're going to take a changing on the podcast now. That, dude, look, this is, this is quite the show we're putting we're on here. I encourage up. everybody to watch us watch the video of this podcast and not just listen to it because this is – I'm just thinking about next week what right? I'm going to wear. I, like I'm already trying well, to – Well, for sure. And I'm thinking about, damn, how are we going to – I mean, we – you guys set the bar. We're talking about raising the industry, right? Or setting the bar up a little higher. And you guys definitely have done that now. And I think every week we're going to have to figure out a way to at least maintain this level of classiness, yet like fun, yet super informative type of show that you've helped us put on today. And I thank you because I think you, you bettered us as a podcast today. No, no, Seriously. no. Look, we put the ass in class. <laughs> Sweet ass. <laughs> Sweet ass. Sweet ass. Sweet ass. So, Sweet ass. Edgar, I think you were asking before, just, just to try and bring some decorum back to this, because your boys have really just taken it somewhere. I don't know. But, you know, get, get your lads under control. I just, I just want you to know that Luke was the one that kind of – we were, like, deep in conversation, and Luke just threw us laugh field, you know? It's because my I thought process shift, got thrown I was trying off. to shift blame. <laughs> I was trying to shift blame back to the American <laughs> – because we all know it's America's fault. At the end of the day, whatever goes wrong in the world, it was America's fault. All I got Absolutely. from it is that Luke is finally paying attention to you, David, because obviously <laughs> on the podcast, he doesn't. When you do that, when you do Thank your you. switch change, he doesn't even pay attention. And finally, now, after so long, after how many hours, countless hours with you, right? Now he finally is paying attention to what you're saying. So I don't I know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. Look, these ones don't even have lenses. No. <laughs> I can't say anything, but crazy. 
Okay. So, Edgar, let's leave these three back. I think you were starting to ask about some of the trends that were going on, or am I taking it somewhere that you weren't going? You go anywhere you want. Yeah. <laughs> don't, give him, don't give him that free ride. What? You know, I think we're starting to see some of those trends in the U.S. It's just really interesting to see that that's a kind of very similar to what we're seeing in other markets, even in Australia, is that shift from old school, big, huge pool. Now it's obviously more of the staycation, right? Is those backyards with the swim up bars and the, the little gazebos and stuff like that, kind of turning it into that little backyard paradise versus the old school square pool, you know, just concrete. 100% Edgar, what we're seeing is once upon a time having a pool in the backyard was enough. Now what we're seeing is a shift with the consumer wanting more. They want a better experience. So once upon a time it was, well, we might talk salt a bit later, but it was salt pool. Now it's mineral pool. Now the pool needs to not just be a pool, it needs to be heated. Now it used to be a suction cleaner, now it's a robot. It used to be a single speed pump, now it's a variable speed pump. So we used to be, you know, I used to go out and do it myself. Now it's automation. And so, you know, it used to be maybe a single color light. Now it's a full on light show around the pool or water feature or whatever it is in the landscaping and lifestyle and look that goes around that. So we're seeing a trend towards smaller, but also more, more and better more around that as well. Look, I'm sold. When I heard you talking, this is kind of serious, but a little fun. But the way you were saying it was almost like, Having a swimming pool in your backyard is a right. It's not a privilege. Every home must have one. It makes you kind of want to go legislate on it. Is kind of like how you're kind of portraying it. And it's here in the States, especially where we're at, we're in a different world. And that's kind of not it. Everybody wants a swimming pool out here, you know, and everybody expects to have one out here. And that's kind of like the norm. And it's interesting to see where, you know, in different parts of the world, how how that mentality is a little different or how people are, are either we're way behind the curve on some of the things that you guys are doing as a nation or as a, as a country, right? And we're finally getting our asses together and doing what you guys are doing. And then vice versa on other things where, you know, where we've been doing things a certain way and then now you guys, and it's just fascinating to hear it and to see how things are so different. I think as human beings, it's so easy to be disconnected and kind of live in our own little bubble and think it's not like that where you're at or you know this is like this or you know it's like this for me i'm experiencing it and the people i know and and you don't you don't take into consideration some of the things that others are going through so that's just really really neat some other things as well and edgar i don't want to go down a rabbit hole that you don't want to go down so i'll just touch on this and then take it where we need to but any business will do some sort of a swot analysis strength weaknesses opportunities and threats right we all know the swot analysis and it's taking some of our weaknesses, how can we turn those into the strengths, our threats to opportunities? And I think we are recognising in this country that there are two major threats to us as an industry, and that is water and energy. And we are seen often as the bad guys on water and energy. So it's how do we take a threat like that and turn it into an opportunity? And that's something we've been working on this country as well with something called Climate Care Certified, where we've worked with industry and turned it into a promotional thing now where a pool or a system or a product can get this certified tick and now working with governments to say hey don't you come in and regulate us out of existence with some bureaucrat signing something in paper trying to leave a legacy that wipes out five percent of our industry overnight but let us self-regulate we're ahead of the curve on these energy threats and so forth so 
that's just another a threat that we're looking at in this country. And I assume, you know, we're talking about, um, you know, Palm Springs and the desert and the heat and everything out there. You've had water shortages in California. We've heard about that out here. And I suspect you're facing some of those same threats as, as we are and how we respond to those. And the misconception is that, you know, that a swimming pool, you know, uses so much water. And the reality, compared to a lawn or watering your lawn, a swimming pool, you know, of equal size over time uses a lot less water than that lawn does, as long as it's structurally sound and maintained and, and taken care of correctly. And it's that gap or that ignorance that people don't have. And they automatically assume that, hey, look, swimming pool bad, right? You're wasting all this water and you're doing that. We, we're going through those troubles here in California. Like you said, we have the drought. Our specific area, we're not really prone to, to that much because we have like an aquifer. We have a lot of water, but, that doesn't, but as a state, I mean, it's really bad. We're, we're passing legislation or talking about legislation where they're going to limit each individual to 50 gallons of water a day or something like that. And they're going to put in meters and, and you're going to be fined if you don't. And it's gnarly. Can try to stick our heads in the ground and pretend like la 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 like this isn't an issue but it really is and if there aren't people in the industry that step up and fight or explain or educate those that make these decisions or make these laws of you know the correct thinking or correct you know get the right education on it then they're going to pass legislation or you know they're going to create a bunch of red tape that is going to put a stranglehold on our industry and it's going to kill us so um, I agree 100%. 100%. Yeah, I, I think, J, JJ, whether this is, sorry, whether this is the format for it, I'm happy to talk to you about it after as well, because Dave alluded to a scheme called Climate Care Certified, which has dealt with that exact scenario, much like what you were just describing. Uh, but only a couple of years ago in, in Sydney, you guys all know Sydney, they wanted to put those similar uh, conditions and rules and regs in place. And Climate Care Certified actually worked with the industry to come together to work with the uh, the, the water authorities or the, the bureaucrats with that red tape to come to an agreement on some mechanisms that we can put in place that could actually not hurt our industry and turn the lifestyle off, literally turn the tap off that our industry brings to people's homes. So they wanted to bring in you know a level of water restrictions for the whole house, but they wanted to go to level five restrictions for swimming pools. Now, that's dramatic. That's no new swimming pools can be filled and no pools can be topped up. Now, I, you guys all know this because you're all you know from the pool game. You know the impact that has, one, on society, but two, on stagnant bodies of water. Now, that's not on. Fortunately, we had that group, John, that you were talking about just before that, that stood up, that came together to unite, to talk to government in this case, and let cool heads prevail and actually come to an agreement where, hey, hey, it's okay this is what we can do. The severe impact, if you did this, is way worse than you know you consuming a few extra liters of water here and there. And that's not saying that we're okay with being wasteful because we're absolutely not. But the adverse effect of just turning the tap off would have been oh, really bad for one people's lives, their pools, but also our industry. So happy to talk about that further with you, JJ. Let me ask you this. So you're going to have to forgive me because I don't know how it is there but you have australia and then you have your association is your association really that association that is able to throughout the entire australia be able to go and make sure that those legislations aren't passing because 
I think here in the United States, we have some of those, but I think what tends to happen over here is every state is different. So I think what happens is you kind of lose a little bit of that inclusiveness because what somebody needs in one state might be very different than what another state needs. So California, they're going to be a lot more strict. They're going to do that. Texas is going to be a lot more willy-nilly. Yeah, whatever. So with your association, does that really kind of cover all of Australia? It's a really good question, Edgar. Originally, our association in Australia, so we're a nation, just for those who might not know amongst your listeners, we're broken up into states. We're obviously an, an island continent. We are a big piece of land. So there are, like you, there are different states that will have different climates, different needs, different rules, and so forth. Now, up until a few years ago, our association, which acts on advocacy and representation to government around standards and all of these bureaucratic implications we're discussing were state-based. So five years ago, the industry unified state by state across state lines and said, listen, we need to form a national association and that's who Luke and I uh, represent is a national unified association. Now, every state is subject to national standards called Australian standards in New Zealand, the New Zealand standards. At the moment, we have someone in our association, very uh, articulate, very smart, very committed and very much a bulldog who fights for our industry and over the last five years has sat on over 50, 50 Australian standards to protect and grow our industry, to work with governments rather than governments coming back and saying, hi, it's going to be like this. No, no, we're making sure we're putting in submissions. Our industry is engaged and involved in creating uh, survey responses uh, and information back to frame those government decisions that we can have influence and drive that for the benefit of not just our industry, but our consumer, the Australian people at the end of the day as well, with the benefit of what we know we bring. And that's another part of the process is just data gathering, that we've got data from industry, from consumer to present back to government and go, you're dealing with a unified and an impactful and an important industry here on so many levels. We matter. Uh, work with us. And that's what's been happening. Luke, you got something you'd, you'd speak to on that too, mate? Uh, yeah. So I suppose you, you summed it up well, but I suppose to liken it and to put it into context, it's yeah, like your ANSIs, your ANSIs, we have the Australian standards. So actively our association sits on a lot of those which shapes and frames uh what it can look like there's some really bad stuff that could have come down like you were saying before john in terms of trickling down and impacting or minimizing the ability for our industry to grow and they were pushed back only because of what we're able to do on the standards uh and, and shape those now that's not just us mandating where it goes we are sparza in this case, is uh, an industry-based association, so it represents its members. There are always committees that are put together from professionals within the trade to consult on and to shape uh, what it looks like and have, uh, at the end of the day, it's a united front and a united opinion. Back what Dave was saying before about pre-2017, there was a fragmented approach. So if you can picture, you know, we're a three-level you know, government in Australia. So we've got local councils, we've got states, and then we've got the federal government. So you can imagine, right, all these different states trying to push something through a federal government. Now, much like the three of you on this phone call, each of your states where you live have a different agenda based on a different list of priorities from their constituents, right? It's much the same over here. So if you've got 
a state body pushing against another state body. Imagine what the federal government's going to do with that. They're going to wash their hands and go, hey, guys, get your crap together and come back to us with one message. And then we might be able to do something. So the impact that since nationalizing as, as the association and coming together to bring that united message as one to government, the things that have been able to be changed and the influence uh, that we've been able to get through our representation has just increased the efficacy or increased the impact of our advocacy at those levels. So it's amazing what that United Front will do in presenting one movement to shape what everything can look like. It's, it's very easy then, you know, this is what this industry needs to be effective. Boom, off we go. It's like a, it's been a five-year journey that's an overnight success in some instances. Edgar, you want to, we've been flying we, an hour in, you want to do a commercial? Yeah, guys, let's take a quick word from our sponsors. And when we come back, we will continue. Thank you, John. The SPPA is dedicated to the niche general liability insurance needs of pool and spa professionals. As industry leaders, we'll fight for you, protect you, and be there for you. We provide extraordinary service before and after the membership and insurance is in effect. Insured members of the program get the best customer support and have peace of mind that their alliance is their voice and always fighting for their program and insurance needs. We proudly insure thousands of pool and spa professionals across the United States. With over 30 years encompassing the pool and spa industry, we know the needs of pool and spa professionals. Through the SPPA program, there are three tailored and customized general liability insurance options to pick from. For more information on our programs and insurance options, visit our site at www.thesppa.com. The sound of you continually pitching pool care poles into the trash. The sound of you using an Ultimate Pool Tools carbon fiber pool care pole for years to come. Go to ultimatepooltools.com or Instagram at ultimatepooltools. Now available, Pool Invoice. Pool Invoice is a pool billing software created specifically for the pool service and repair industry. It's developed for our industry and only our industry. Pool Invoice is built with reoccurring billing in mind. You can print, email, text invoices, or even send via WhatsApp. You can add reoccurring or yearly charges, accept credits, and set up auto pay. You can even see when customers have seen the invoice. It even has a customer portal where they can log in and see, print, and pay invoices. It has all your customers' information on one page, so you don't need to search through hundreds of invoices looking for the one you need. Just go to the customer profile and it's all at your fingertips. Created specifically for the pool industry, Pool Invoice. Now available at PoolInvoice.com. Welcome back, everybody. We are talking to David. We're talking to Luke from the Splash Podcast from Australia. We recorded this podcast. It ended up being a two-hour, so we're going to finish part one here, and we will release part two next week. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk soon. Thanks for listening to the Pool Nation podcast, a member of the Pool Nation family. You can listen to us live every Friday here at 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Central, and 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. 
You can find us at Pool Nation or PoolNationPodcast.com, on Facebook or on Instagram at Pool.Nation. And to find more info about Pool Invoice, the billing software built specifically for the pool industry, go to PoolInvoice.com. Before you go, this is what the pool industry has been waiting for. PoolManUniversity.com. It's the first platform dedicated to learning the swimming pool service and repair industry. A pool service community where you can connect and find videos on business, service, water chemistry, and repairs. See you there at PoolManUniversity.com.